Where? Jesus Christ! Will you work already? <sighs> Joey. But I can't. I can't get the flux manipulator to work. The flux immersioner. Yeah, how do I make it work? We're still stuck in 1985. We gotta get back to the the present. We have to get back to our <laughs> present time. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. I don't even know how we got here. Uh, we're just playing Super. We're just playing Mario Brothers. Maybe that was it. Maybe we should we should just play it like for the first time. And if we beat it, uh, maybe if we beat the game, we'll go back to the present. Fine. <laughs> Throw down my wrench. <laughs> Thank you for the sound effects, Paul. Alright. Fine. We'll go back to it. Welcome back to another episode of Xtreme. My name is Zach. And my name is Joey. And Adam is currently in 2020. Oh, true. We actually can't talk to him. Yeah. God, uh, and this is a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite video games and apparently get stuck in 1985 while playing Mario Brothers! Did Adam even ever exist? Oh, you know what we could do? We could really mess with him by just making sure he's not... born? <laughs> <laughs> right, because we had a say in that, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. He's from the moon, right? So how do we get to okay. the moon? We just have to get to his moon parents, and his moon parents, and then get his mom Stop from them from doing. Get his mom to fall in love with you. <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard, right? right. I mean, I'm a pretty charming guy. Right. It just happens to you like five times a week when you go to Tennessee. It's un <laughs> <laughs> it's unintentionally unintentionally a thing that happens. <laughs> All right, but before yeah. we try and do that and screw him over forever, let's let's just keep playing Mario, yeah. Super Mario, not Super Mario. Let's keep playing uh, Mario Brothers. Yeah, Super Mario, Super Mario Bros. Brothers. Super Mario Bros. Brothers. Okay. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yes. All right. So we finished up the first world, first level, first world, first world, yeah. first world. I'm having a senior moment, apparently. <laughs> Maybe because we're in 1985. It's possible. And I don't even... I'm technically not even born yet. <laughs> Neither are you, actually. This is heavy, Zach. <laughs> oh, boy. The con the continuity of the podcast is going all over the place. <laughs> How did Back to the Future ever do this? Anyway... Let's talk about yes, world uh, two. world two dash one. So so it starts by building off of concepts that we'd already established earlier, coming like using those Koopa shells, for example, as weapons. Yeah, because before we had already cemented that they can break blocks, so why can't they break enemies? Why not? So they give you a lot of opportunities to use them as weapons. Yeah. Um, and also, if you follow the shells closely enough, you'll see that a score point, a point score will rack up uh, if you hit enough enemies. And uh, I think actually this gives you the opportunity to collect a one up with the amount of enemies right. that are on screen using the shell as a weapon. Yeah. So teaching you that you can kill if you kill a bunch of enemies in succession, uh, you will get greatly rewarded with uh, an opportunity to not have to. No, wait, this was a home console release before an arcade, so never mind. 
uh, don't have to restart from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's a big fan of that. It's like, yeah, it's a technique that went with all the games, like continued doing that, the one up thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves doing it's, it. Uh, no, it's absolutely really satisfying to chain up combos like that and be rewarded mm-hmm. for your skill or for following something that's doing all the dirty work for you while you just kind of lays behind. Yep. But it takes skill. Kind you of know, like, gotta, yeah, kinda like in real life. <laughs> yeah. Just think of like group projects. <laughs> Being on a project at school. Group projects, yeah. Super Mario Bros. is like group projects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one kid who does all the work is like the Koopa shell in front. Yeah, and then... And let's be honest, running. you're the guy... You're the Mario following behind the shell. <laughs> Making sure the guy, the Koopa does all the work. Yeah, just keeping a close enough eye to make sure that things are moving, but not enough that you're actually doing something yeah. that benefits. It's called managing. welcome to the real world you're a supervisor now (laughs) speaking of supervisors and being a level up from where you are Mm. let's talk about the second level version of enemies that start getting introduced here the second level like the wow that was such a stretch (laughs) like the second level the water level or the second level like enemies like like a tier list of enemies you know you have like the base level, and then the level two, which I'm calling the the which I'm not calling, but what they are, the Koopa Troopas, or the sorry, the Paratroopas. Yeah. So it's introducing for them for enemy variety, because you've already seen the Koopa Troopas. They move left and right. Try not to fall off the stage. Uh, but these ones now bounce up and down, so giving you a slight different uh, plane of attack. For how to deal with them, and you actually have to hit them twice yeah. instead of just the one normal time. Those always, I hated those. I always, they always got me. You know, it's like those bounces. It's hard to tell. Sometimes it's a bit of a random mess, especially when they're near uh, pits, mm-hmm. making turns, things like that. It's very hard to tell, but that's the whole point. Where they're starting to test you on new varieties of enemies that you've seen before yes. so that it doesn't get stale in the enemy design and it keeps you engaged. Luckily, they really want you to ha- get the Fire Flower in the, mm-hmm. this level, level one, world two. Yes, they really want you to remember that you have more options than just jumping on yeah. enemies. Um, it also introduces a new mechanic, uh, the spring. Mm-hmm. So you can use the spring to jump a lot higher than you normally could with a well-timed jump. Uh, but if you cannot quite gather, uh, grasp the timing on the jump, there's actually a secret plan B backup route uh, that you can actually use to get over that first hurdle to kind of give yourself a break if you're having trouble. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, there's a hidden block uh, makes above sense. Uh, one of the blocks... Uh, one of the two blocks that are next to the springs. You can use that to actually jump over the wall and kind of bypass this problem. But by bypassing it, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Why? Because eventually it's going to test you on usage of springs in environments that are more dangerous than where you are now. This is true. Do your homework. So, exactly. It's always good to do your homework before you get tested on that final exam. 
And you can't run behind that Koopa shell anymore unless you are a sneaky, sneaky boy <laughs> or a sneaky girl. But on the other hand, if you do the hidden block thing, you uh, practice the jump and run and to be able to jump far to get the the bonus at the end, which might help later. <laughs> Very true. So it's about trade-offs. Yeah. Let's call it like let's call it like it is. There's both pros and cons to this. <laughs> There's so much going on in this first level here already. Good old Super Mario Brothers. Just teaching you so much stuff. And speaking of teaching you stuff, and it's ready to uh, throw the whole gameplay system on its head here in in World Two Two. <laughs> With Dude. it being the first. <laughs> Yeah, really? water level. Yes, we're gonna move past that. <laughs> yes, this is the first water level with the with the banging soundtrack. Oh yeah, so good. I mean, they're all banging, but this one's just yeah, like this one sticks. They with you. nailed, they nailed the like floating in the water sound. Yeah, with like the bouncing melody, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So they completely turn the gameplay mechanics on their head now because you're underwater, so you don't run per se. And you don't jump per se, you swim. Yeah. Per se. <laughs> and, it, and it works. Per se. Mm hmm. Per se. You know, Adam would give us so much crap for saying per se all I know. the time. I know. It's like, yeah, actually, that's not where you're supposed to use that term. <laughs> <laughs> oh, putting up a per se counter. You know, it's actually Latin, where it comes from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you're in Mexico. Actually, are you in Mexico? I don't even remember. Um, Either way, what I do remember is that since you're in this new area and all you know right now is the traditional run and jump mechanics, you're going to teach yourself how to swim by accident. Yeah, you have to swim or sink or swim. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. You swim or sink. Turning it on its head, just like this level. So <laughs> you realize that pressing the jump button just kind of makes you swim up a little bit. Uh, so you think, oh, well, what if I just kind of hit it again? And you just keep doing it and you realize, oh, wait a minute. I can just swim all the way. I can have all the degrees of freedom here now. Yeah, it's like I'm flying. <laughs> it's like I'm flying. You're not flying. You're, you're swimming with style. <laughs> but... It does introduce a whole different uh, category of enemies with the bloopers and the cheap cheeps. Bloopers. Um, and the actual bloopers back in the place that they belong. Yeah. Not out in the sky. <laughs> um, but the first blooper that you actually encounter, if you are on the ground of the of the ocean, uh, you actually can't get hit with the uh, with the blooper because it doesn't go low enough. Right. To hit you. But you can't go quickly when you're just walking in the water. No, but it does give you the opportunity to observe mm. and see how it moves so that you can dodge it. Right. Fair so, point. As long as you're not panicking, you can actually get a pretty good sense of how they move so that you can figure out how to dodge. Yeah. Um, and the difficulty in this stage more focuses on the amount of enemies on screen. Right. Just dodging uh, enemies, basically. Exactly. So the real challenge is the volume of enemies on screen at once, uh, combined with the 
I'm not even going to say the cheap jeeps are a problem. They move <laughs> left to right. They're not hard to yeah. figure out where they're going to go. It's more having the cheap jeeps in com- combination with the bloopers who move right. in a semi-erratic passion. Yeah. Pa- pattern? <laughs> they move with a semi-erratic passion. <laughs> passion. Uh, semi-erotic passion. <laughs> Look, I mean, somebody out there is sexually attracted to bloopers. Yes. And I'm not here to kink shame. <laughs> no one I know. But but Paul is here to kink shame, so you tell him, Paul. <laughs> Just kidding. Paul would never kink shame. <laughs> He's the guy who likes the bloopers. Oh, anyway. <laughs> There is yeah. one problem actually that I have with this stage. Oh yeah. So they have segments in this in the stage where they have uh, water that's pulling you down. Okay. Uh, but it's not really marked that this area is water's pulling you down. Right. It just kind of happens. Yeah, you just could. You might think it's a glitch or something. Yeah, you might think that this is just a glitch or something. There's no graphical, um, like wave or like, yeah, yeah. There's no graphical way that it is showing you that the water is now pulling you down in this section. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a little bit of, like, changes in the le- level layout, but that's not really clear enough that that's yeah. what's going to happen. Right. Like, if you just had, like, some bubbles going down very fast, yeah, that exactly. probably would have been more than enough. That makes sense. But yeah, it just seems odd because they've been so good about explaining things to you in a way that makes right. sense. Yeah. So I just I just thought that was a bit odd and I wanted to call that out. Yeah, and then you might think that out of conveyance that every time there's a gap like that, that there's a weird water pull. Which might come back and bite you? We'll have to see. I don't know. It might be teaching you the wrong thing, yeah. but we will have to see. Uh, I think we should move on to the next yes. level. You good with that? Yeah. Level 2-3. All right. Um, so there's some continuity here from the previous level with the cheap cheeps flying out of the water. I'm talking like they have jet thrusters on their fins or oh, something. Yeah. They, they were are shot out flying. of a cannon. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a giant fish cannon underwater <laughs> now. <laughs> yep. Did you ever see that news, or that news story on the salmon cannon? <laughs> no. I don't think so. Oh my god, you need to look up Salmon Cannon. <laughs> right now? It was used... Not right now, look okay. it up after, but... Uh, listeners, if you're at if you're at your computer right now listening to this, you go online, look up Salmon Cannon if you haven't already. It was an invention created uh, to help salmon go upstream past uh, dams that have been created. So that they could continue to migrate upstream. <laughs> so they would like be sucked into the to the cannon and like shot out at a certain spot where they would normally be upstream so that they could you know propagate <laughs> oh my god that's what it is but it's hilarious and i just the fact that there is a thing called a salmon cannon it's <laughs> hilarious to me oh my god that must be something to see I'm, oh my god yes look that up i'm looking it up right this now, is basically sorry. the salmon cannon <laughs> i want to see or them fly over up. the cannon uh, fly over the dam do they have videos <laughs> yeah, take of that? A look. Oh, I'm sure they do. But while you're looking that up, I'll keep talking about uh, this stage uh, with our flying cheap cheeps going out of the cheap cheap cannon. <laughs> um, so there is some continuity with the with the cheap cheeps from before. So I appreciate that from a 
uh, theming continuity standpoint. Um, and they combine that with increasingly tough levels of platforming to uh, really amp up the difficulty in this particular yeah. stage. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, it's actually a pretty straightforward level. Right. It's just basically the Chief Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. No, it's not bad. It's fine. It's yeah. just... I think we're getting to the point where maybe they're slowing down on implementing a million things. Right. I mean, we level. just... Maybe now it's just one or two. We just had a whole water level that changed the whole game. <laughs> in That's world, true. In World 2, most games these days would wait till, like, the second to last world before they'd make a big change like that. Absolutely. And especially considering the time that this was, when this was made, like, let's keep that in perspective. Yeah. This was so long ago. Oh my God. And this was one of the first home console, well, incredibly successful home console releases that basically blew the game, blew gaming out of the dark ages. Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to. I'm not even, it's not even cutting its slack. I'm just, I don't know. It's, it's still good. I'm just, yeah. uh, my it's expectations good. are just very high. It's like the Beatles of video games. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, they're, all their songs are good. There are maybe, they put, maybe they put a little more effort into other songs above others, but like that doesn't make the other songs bad. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on. Unless you, <laughs> were you able to find your Salmon Cannon video? No. I mean, I, okay. I saw I saw a video, but I didn't see any cannons. I didn't see any uh, salmon shooting over dams. <laughs> That's okay. You can look it up later. Uh, let's talk more. The last level here of uh, World Two, World Two Four. Yes. Bowser. So there's slight. There's a slight. Yes, we're back into Bowser Castle because apparently they all need to end this way. Um, for theming. So there's slight variation on 1-4 with the platforms on rails, but otherwise it's fairly similar in design. Yeah, which is like which makes on purpose. They want to uh, yeah. kind of grain that into you. Yeah, I mean, it's a Bowser stage, so they have a certain like, pa- like palette of things that they want to use, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, then at the end, you have the Bowser fight, which now has a bit of a bar- barricade. Uh, so you can't actually jump over Bowser as easier as you could before. Right. But uh, still the same general concept. You have the axe, you have the floating platform above him, and you have Bowser. Yep. Uh, then you take him out and realize this is not the end of the game, so we move on to World 3. And it's like, how many worlds are there? But speaking of worlds, uh, I think we need to take a bit of a world break. Uh, this will be a... Will be a world class time to do that. <laughs> God damn it! Also, I need to go into the. I, we need to go into town and see if we can find anything to fix the flimity Jim Jims. The flurks of uh, get... Yeah, the flurks of right. so that we can get back to uh, twenty twenty. All right. Um, let's I think I see like a general store in town. Okay. I mean, it's nineteen eighty five. I mean, general stores definitely exist. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Scott. It's. I think I'm thinking we're much farther in the past than we are. <laughs> I think they had general. I think that was a thing. That's 1985. It's not like 1885. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. gentlemen and we're back to behind the fluff where we interview former fluffers from the underground toronto fluffing scene today we're with 
and Witter. We've censored his name and modulated his voice so we can't be identified by his leather daddy. Big leather daddy Joe. Give it up. So, Zach, tell us, when did all this begin? Well, uh, it was uh, around the time I, uh, I guess I started getting heroin biceps. It was just uh, unfucking. You know, it was for fun, you know. Welcome back. Sup. I couldn't find anything that would help us, but I did find some uh, some juju bees and some snow caps. Oh, nice. <laughs> you want some? Nah. <laughs> okay, more for me then. I'm living in the eighties. Right. <laughs> Speaking of living in the eighties, let's get back to talking about Mario. We're on World Three, Level One. All right. In a pitch black sky background, which sets a bit of an ominous tone. Yeah, basically similar to World One, I guess, but in the night. Yeah, I don't know why World Three is at night, but now uh, maybe. It's to set uh, the stage that we've been running all day or something. Yeah, I guess the time gives it a little time. (laughs) Chronology (laughs) thing. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, time chronology. That's a a thing. I I like that. (laughs) Uh, There are pipes, actually, in this day. I know there have been pipes... The previous ones where you could use this, but I want to talk about it now because we didn't talk about it before. Uh, there are secret pipes they can use to safely traverse the stage much quicker mm-hmm. and get like a little bonus while you're down there. Uh, this is not unique to this particular stage, but uh, it did happen here and uh, I wanted to talk about it because uh, there's not a ton else to talk about in this yeah. stage. <laughs> Aside from the huge thing that is the enemy, that is the bane of mine, and probably every Mario player's existence, yeah. uh, the Hammer Oh, uh, yes. Definitely the hardest enemy to dodge in the game, considering their erratic attack patterns and their movement. Uh, yeah. Their vertical and horizontal movement. And you can't touch them anywhere but nope. their heads. You gotta be very... And their attack pattern is throwing like in an arc, upward yeah. arc. So you have to be very careful about that. Yeah. It's almost like they were built to be your hardest. Oh, challenge. for sure. So most of the time, the safe bet is to just run right past them because whatever. Yeah. Or or uh, hit a block underneath them. That's that's probably the easiest way to go. That's true. That's probably the safest way. So that's a good way to teach you that you can actually take out enemies from below. Yeah. Luckily. So a nice little bit of conveyance yeah. there. Luckily, though, there's a star Luckily. here also. That is true. I don't want it to be too hard for but you. I don't want to talk about a star. Okay, this one. okay. All right. <laughs> because then you're going to roll steamroll over the only thing I have to talk about for the second world. <laughs> okay. So let's just move on. Let's actually just jump right into it. All right. And talk about uh, 3 2. 3 2. So, yes, yeah, stars. <laughs> so, nothing else to talk about in this stage aside from the fact that there's a star and it basically acts as like a play place. For you with your star. Yeah. You could just test it out. Run. There have been stars before, obviously, but again, 
there, this stage is more of a straightforward platforming design that we have it's seen. It's true. There's like it's just straight a straight line basically. You should run. Mm-hmm. The most fun part about it is getting the star and kind of just yeah. being able to barrel through all the enemies. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, World 2. Let's talk about, sorry, Level 2. We're talking about Level 3. All right. Let's do it. Man, we are flying through yeah. it. This is definitely a remix of <laughs> yeah. 1-3. Right. Down to the platform designs. Yeah. But these are my favorite um, ones, the, the platforming ones. I like these a lot, yeah. It's like uh, the tests with the actual consequences. Mm-hmm. And I like the design of the uh, trees. Yeah. I'm going to say trees. Yeah. They're trees, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're very big yeah, trees. and you could stand on them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, if we're going to start bringing logic into this... You're an overweight Italian plumber jumping on turtles and mushrooms. And shooting fireballs. And shooting fireballs <laughs> while fighting a giant spiked shell turtle. Yeah. So maybe it's best to leave logic at home. I agree. But what's not best to leave at home is the new platforming type that's introduced to here. Uh, the pulley platforms. Mm so this teaches you about standing on one side of a platform to raise another so that you can use that to progress to higher ground things of that nature yeah so it's not quite conveyance considering you could still fall and die so i'd say it's pain veins okay that's fair yeah because if you yeah. don't do it then you fall and die <laughs> yeah there are platforms underneath but they're not contiguous platforms. There are still holes that you could fall through. Right. So it's like straddling the line between pain veins and con veins. Mm -hmm. So I do like it, though. It adds some variety in the platforming. Yeah, it's like easy pain veins, which is basically conveyance. <laughs> We've been working so hard to come up with a definition of both. Let's not blur the line. <laughs> There's no gray area. No, never. There's too much gray area in real life as is. Let's keep it black and yeah. white. We need to simplify things here. But speaking of things that are not just black and white, we have red Koopa Troopas and flying red Paratroopas. Wow. So, I don't care about the red Koopa Troopas, if I'm being honest. What I care about is the flying Koopa yeah. Troopas. Because <laughs> the red ones act the same as the, as the green right. ones. But these flying ones are completely different because they're not just bouncing on the ground, they're actually flying. Yeah. They are. They're pulling a Peter Pan. <laughs> they can fly! <laughs> or pulling a donkey from Shrek. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's where they got it from. <laughs> Probably, yeah. This came out in 1985, Shrek came out in the early 1800s so you know <laughs> exactly it's about about the same um but that's all i really had for this stage you want to talk about the last Let's one do it. here bowser again 3-4 back at bowser talking about podobos 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 fireballs fireballs podobos they jump out of podobos yeah. they're called podobos podobos right 
I guess those are the only <laughs> new thing in this one. Yes, but they uh, they use them to good effect. They combine the Padoobadoos uh, with, uh, you know, Bowser's. gap jumping and Bowser fire mm. and some fire rods. So it's a good combination of all of the things that have been in past Bowser levels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. That's about all that we can talk about for this particular stage. So I think we'll just kind of end it there. Yeah. Oh shit, the Does princess is in another castle? God damn it. We have to keep going. We're still stuck in 1985 until this game's complete. Or God until we can figure out how to fix the Liberty Gym. Alright, alright. So, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to us, uh, I think Adam's monitoring our inbox because he's in 2020 still. So if you can... If you want to send us an email, it's theextreme at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-A-M at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-A-M at gmail.com. All right. That is, that is, that is some practiced speech there. <laughs> it's not like I've said this a hundred times or so. Sixty times almost. hundred and sixty times. <laughs> Oh, man. Quite a journey we've been on. Oh, yeah. But in the meanwhile, since we're still stuck here, uh, thanks, you guys, again for listening. I don't know if the this will get out in time, but um, considering we're still stuck in 1985. <laughs> but we'll do our best to send it off to Adam in the future. Uh, if it doesn't make it out, it's his fault. So blame him. But in the meanwhile, I'm going to get back to hitting this thing with a wrench. <laughs> The only thing I know how to do. Be fixed already. God. Did you do it? No.